Blog Talk Radio.
sovereign, all-knowing, all-powerful. That's who he is. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, who is the Son of the living God. So the future today is in the hands of God. The psalmist David said, my times are in your hands. We are born to have an appointment. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. Unless you're raptured out of here, taken away, catch, caught away by the power and the Spirit of God, then we're all going to die. It's appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment. Death is the curse implemented in the garden for disobedience to God, the failings thereof. And he poured out mercy right there because he said, let us let us uh, uh, get them out of here before they eat of the tree of life and remain sinful forever, where sin would reign forever. But through the blood of Jesus Christ, the curse of sin has been broken. The book of Romans says, sin shall not have dominion over you. I've said it a lot of times on this broadcast. Mankind's problem is a three-letter word called sin. All the destruction, all the wars, the mayhem, the disease, and everything that's going on in the world today, the chaos, all stems from that three-letter word, which is sin. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the only antidote for sin is the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank God today for his blood that breaks every chain of bondage. As we submit ourselves unto him, the Bible says, and resist the devil, curse, and the power of Satan will not prevail over us. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Amen. So today we're going to talk about another vision that God showed who John or Christ showed him of the event right before the thousand year reign of Jesus Christ. Wow, what what a thing that's going to be. Uh, a lot of people don't even believe in it, but the Bible teaches there's a thousand year reign coming where Jesus Christ himself will rule with a rod of iron. So let's let's read 17 through 21 and then we'll go back and comment. And I saw an angel standing in the sun 17 and he cried with a loud voice, saying, All the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together under the supper of the great Lord. Now, these are uh, unclean birds. So the, these aren't doves. These are vultures. These are carnivores. These birds that eat dead flesh. Uh, um, bottom feeders, so, so to speak. Uh, they, they eat deadness. They feed on deadness. He says, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great Lord. Verse 18. <clears throat> that ye may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that set on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. Verse 19. And I saw the beast. Okay. study that in Revelation 13. The two beasts. The beast himself and the 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 false prophet which are connected and the kings of the earth 
and their armies gathered together to make war against him that set on the horse and against his army. Now, who's the one that set on the horse? Well, that would be verse 11. I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that set upon him is called faithful and true, and in righteousness he'd have judge and make war. Now, a total right to be there. Total dominion, total power. Putting an end, putting down all anarchy against God. All, all attempts to circumvent the ways of God are going to be put down. And the Bible says the armies of the world, the kings of the earth, are going to be a pretty big deal. And the beast was taken with him, and the false prophet that wrought miracles before him. Here we have the two factions described and talked about in Revelation 13. You can go back and study that. The false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast, listen, alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Verse 21. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which is Jesus Christ, the judge of all the earth. With sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So, this is kind of a, uh, a a gruesome thing, but it's something that's coming called the, the battle. Some call it the war of Armageddon. So, verse seventeen says, "I saw an angel sitting in the sun. He cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves to the great supper of the Lord of the great God.'" So these, as I said before, these, these birds are carnivorous birds. They are birds that eat dead flesh, and the multitude of them, I'd say, would be great. Now, I've read articles, and I, I don't know this for sure, but where the vulture population in that area of the world has increased. Uh, birds that feed on dead flesh, unclean birds, unclean birds. These are the birds that Abraham fought away when, when. Uh, when God was going to make covenant with him, which is uh, a type of, of uh, Satan and demon spirits. That you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and then the set on them, the flesh of all men, both free and bond. In Ezekiel 39, the prophet wrote, verse 17, and thou, son of man, thus saith the Lord God, speak unto every feathered fowl, and to every beast of the field, assemble yourselves and come together yourselves on every side to my sacrifice, or what the word of God makes reference to as his supper, that I do sacrifice for you, even as a great sacrifice upon the mountains of Israel, that you may eat the flesh and drink the blood. You say, how can a loving God allow this to happen? Well, this is judgment. Okay, this is wrath being poured out. This is God coming to the end where men have totally, for the most part, have totally rejected Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Now the wrath of God is being poured out. This is the end. This is the ending of the tribulation period. He said, you shall eat, this is Ezekiel 39 verse 18, you shall eat the flesh of the mighty and drink the blood of the princes of the earth, of rams, of lambs, of goats, of bullock, and all all of them fatlings of Bashan, 
and you shall eat fat till you be full, and drink blood till you be drunken of my sacrifice, which I have sacrificed for you. Thus ye sh- shall be filled at my table with horses and chariots, with mighty men, and with all men of war, saith the Lord God. And I will set my glory among the heathen, and all the heathen shall see my judgment that I have executed in my hand that I have laid upon them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am the Lord, all caps, their God, from that day forward. See, uh, Revelation is Jacob's trouble. This is God showing himself. Basically, it's Israel accepting their Messiah, whom they have rejected, for the most part, according to the word of God. The Bible says it's judicial blindness you find in the book of Romans and also at the end of Isaiah chapter 6. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sit on the horse and against the army. Of course, his army refers to Christ and the great army of heaven, uh, which stated is the battle of Armageddon, which the song says all the armies of the world will soon or someday be gathered. This is a literal event. There's a valley, the Valley of Armageddon, the ghetto, where a lot of battles, and it's been a lot of uh, sites of, of great battles down through the ages. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them. See, see, see the prime ingredient is deception. Take heed, Matthew 24, that no man deceive you because they refuse to retain God in their knowledge. He shall, he shall send them strong delusion and turn them over to their own vices, so to speak, and receive the mark of the beast and them that worship his image. These both are cast alive to the lake of fire burning with brimstone. So you can make reference back to Revelation 13 of the great beast and another beast that come out of the sea. One come out of the earth and one come out of the sea or the multitude of people. Sometime in this book, especially when we talk about seed, talk about, talk about the nations and the multitudes of people. That which man allows to be elevated in their presence because of, 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 of prime deception. See, mankind is so, is so hungry for answers that we are in the time and the age when men will swallow anything. For men shall believe a lie, says and they will give over, the Bible says, to doctrines of devils and spirits that seduce. Ephesians 6 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and wickedness in high places. These spirits are deceiving. Men are being gravitated towards false doctrine, but towards a lie, a lie, towards the spirit of the Antichrist, the counterfeit the pseudo-Christ, the one that comes in his name but has no part of him. Lo, they will say, I'm here. Lo, they will say, I'm there. But he says, go not. So those that were deceived, then what happened after the deceived? They received the mark of the beast. See? Primed. See? Mankind is primed for the Antichrist because they're looking for answers in all the wrong places. The answer is in this book I'm holding in my hand. The answer is Jesus Christ and him crucified. You say, is, is, it that, is it that simple? Yes. 
But yet it's complicated. I know it's deep, but it's simple that Jesus Christ is the answer to men's dilemma, to your dilemma, to my dilemma, to every battle that we fight today. Jesus Christ is the answer. And Jesus Christ said, take heed that no man deceive you. Are we being deceived today? Is there any propaganda out there? Is there anything spewing from all our forms of media that would that, that would possibly deceive man? The Bible says the very elect be deceived if possible. A daily battle we fight to filter out everything that's everything that's antichrist that wants to take his place. And deception always comes with a smidgen of truth, see. The Bible does say that. Yeah, but what's he say? He says, don't take it out of context. Rightly divide the word of truth. Study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed. And know the word of God. Know the word of God. We don't study just to to uh, project ministry. We study that our souls might be kept. Because his word is sharper than a two-edged sword, cuts asunder. And heaven and earth shall pass away, but God's word by no means will ever, ever, ever pass away. So deception. Think on that today. Take personal inventory. Is there anything in your life that you're deceived by? One of the great deceptions today, even in the church, is you can do anything you want to and not pay the price. That sin has no recompense, but that's what the Bible says. It's basically unrepented sin. Sin is not acknowledged and confessed before God. Not to man, but confessed before God. If a man sins, let him confess him before God. First John 1, 9. And he is faithful and true to forgive our sins. The blood of Jesus is, is a constant factor washing away our sins. The blood is the only answer for man's dilemma, which is sin. And one of the great deceptions is that God doesn't judge sin, but he does. For the man that sins shall surely die. If that man does not accept the one that took our place, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ addressed sin at the cross. He shed his blood that the curse of sin will be broken on mankind. Paul said that sin should not, would not have dominion over you or rule your life. That's what the Word of God says. Shall we sin that grace may abound? He said, God forbid. God forbid that we sin. Especially that the answer is, listen, we sin. We're not talking about it because we're not. I've heard people say, I don't ever sin. Well, you just did because you lied. All sin that comes short of the glory of God. See, we need the process of sanctification comes through our accepting the blood of Jesus Christ. And sanctification, I was taught years ago, it's a, it's a one-time, one-time deal. But no, sanctification is progressive. Or he said, Paul said, I am renewed daily. We make a choice daily whom we're going to serve. So deception. 
Watch out for it. And it's there, man. It is the, in today's media, we're flooded, flooded, flooded with opinions and ideas and talking heads, spouting stuff from podiums in this world, just downright foolishness. Most of it deviating from the word of God, pointing men in another direction other than to Jesus Christ. Now listen, the church's call, the mandate of the church, according to the word of God, as Christ told his disciples, go ye into all the world and preach what? The gospel, not your opinions, not your denomination, but the gospel of Jesus Christ. Him living, him dying, and on the third day him resurrecting, ascended, and like manner he will descend. Sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, making intercession for me and for you. So take heed. Search out your own salvation with trembling and with fear. Make sure that the men and women of God that you listen to in the Word of God are preaching and teaching to you the Word of God. Take your Bible. Take your Bible to church with you. Search out. Take the what? The Berean challenge. To make sure that the word of God. Acts 17, verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. And search the scriptures daily of themselves, trying the spirits, whether those things were so. This is called the Brian Challenge. They search the scripture. They receive, they had an open mind to the scriptures, the word of God. But what they heard from the pulpit, they read for themselves and let the Spirit of God confirm his word within them. See, we live in a society where people just gulp anything down. Not everybody that says, Lord, Lord, when they're in. There is false doctrine out there. The Bible says in the last days that men will come in, and they will be wolves in sheep's clothing. They're once again seducing we as individuals. We tend to be like electricity, take the path of least resistance. The easy way. The Bible calls it the the the, uh, the broad way that leadeth where? Unto destruction. We're to follow the narrow way. Constrictive at times, yes. But teaching us, guiding us, keep us keeping us confined, so to speak, that's the right term, to the word of God. Keep us under the, the thumbnail of the word of God. Because it's God's message to us, and he's telling us, you know, we don't, and we need to watch out that we are not deceived. So they were deceived. Then after that, they received the mark of the beast, which we've already studied that. The Bible says those that were deceived and those that received the mark and those that worshiped the image and the beast, they were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. Hmm. Now, this is the, this is a, uh, Act of God. That will happen, according to the word of God. Okay, verse 21. And the remnant 
or those who were left, were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse. The sword proceedeth out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Remember what he said? He just calls all the uh, birds, the fowls to fly, the birds that eat the flesh, and the, and, and, and the dead things, roadkill, so to speak. Crows are that way. Here we live uh, in my state. We, uh, you know, probably... 10 or 15 years ago, vultures showed up where they were brought in here on something, and, they, and man, they'll eat anything. Anything dead along the road. Anything dead. They don't, they don't kill fresh meat. They don't, you know, they're not birds of prey. They're, they're, they are birds that eat deadness or dead flesh. So this, this, this proclaims that the end of the conflict, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, all power was given unto him. Many preachers I hear say we read the book and at the end of the book and we win. If you are in Christ today, then yes, you are going to win. But the Bible says, "Occupy until we can endure to the end." Don't become weary and well doing. It's not going to be an easy process. Every man, woman, boy, girl that God has created, which He is the Creator, by the way will be tried. They cannot strange, the Bible says, of the fiery trials that you're tried with. So the Antichrist and his minions will probably be surrounding that valley and thinking they're going to take down Christ, but the end result, it's going to be these filthy buzzards eating their flesh. So this gives a segue into the millennial reign, which we will study next time, beginning in chapter 20. The sequence of God. The sequence of God. How he will do everything in order. He's almighty, all-powerful, omnipotent, all-loving, all-kind, everything is in him. The Bible says in Christ we live and we walk and we talk and we have our being in him. We are complete trust today. Is in Jesus Christ, him crucified. Another, he said in in John 10, another voice my sheep will not hear. Jesus told the Pharisees and the scribes, the Sadducees, he said, he said, I come in my name and you don't accept me, but there's one coming in his name and you will accept him. Hook, line, and sinker. Of course, that's the spirit and the man called Antichrist. And that spirit is alive and well today. The deception and the delusion is on. It's here. It's not coming. And the Bible says men will wax worse and worse and they will deceive and be deceived. So the bottom line today is do you know Jesus Christ? How is your relationship with Jesus Christ? I might not get all particulars right as far as as, as, as this great book but this book is about Jesus Christ. And the bottom line, do you know him? The song says, do you know him today? Please don't turn him away. Is he Lord of your life? Or is, is, is church just a social function, just a religious activity, just something to impress your business partners, a place to go to socialize? No. The Bible says the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones, is the place 
where God Almighty wants to pour out his spirit and men and women be changed by the power and by the blood of Jesus Christ. Go in the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. The church never will be a club or a social function, but is the living organism by which God Almighty moves today. The church. Upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against that which I have purchased with my own blood. He will never move outside of his church up until the end of the church age. The church has been ordained. That happened in Acts chapter 2 of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. The New Testament church was born. Have, have men done everything right in the church? No. No. But this is what Jesus said, I will have a church without spot and without wrinkle. And I will come back and I will gather them unto myself. But until then, we have a mandate to preach the gospel. That men and women will be saved, their lives be changed, to love, to be kind, to pray without ceasing. The word of God says, be instant in season and out of season. Fulfill and let the nine spiritual gifts operate in the body of Christ. First of all, take you on the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit, love, joy, peace, faith. I believe those need to be before. They need to operate in life before the gifts do. But the gifts of the Spirit, the nine spiritual gifts, the five-fold ministry needs to be operating in full capacity in the church today. Not that men can gain titles. The spirit and the power of God can be poured out in these last days for the edification, the Bible says, of the body of Christ. Not the power, not the might, but by my spirit. Every spiritual gift comes from the spirit and the power of God. So if you don't know Jesus Christ today, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God the Father Raise Jesus Christ the Son from the grave through the quickening spirit. He's alive and well today and sits by the Father's right hand. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Seek him while he may be found, the word of God says. Used to be a billboard years ago. I haven't seen it for a long time. Wise men still seek him. The word of God says, by his stripes you're healed. He was chastised for your peace of mind, and he was bruised for your iniquities. He took your place. The song says, I should have been crucified. I should have suffered and died. They were coming to take me away. But Jesus said, no, take me instead. He was our substitute. He did it for me and for you, that we might escape the curse of sin and escape hell and damnation and live eternally with him. The Bible says to repent. That means to turn. Make a conscious decision to turn. The Bible says to denounce. That means to 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 denounce every bit of evil in your life. And submit yourself to God. Submit. Humble yourself before God. Humble yourself before God. And the Bible says in due time you'll be exalted. Humility is needed. A broken and a contrite spirit you must have. In order for God to accept you. He will never, ever, ever accept a pride or haughtiness. Never. A broken and a contract spirit. In other words, Lord, I'm, I need you. 
Lord, I, I can't do anything without you. Lord, I am a sinner. As the publican beat, beat his chest in the temple, as the Pharisee said, I'm thank God, my like that old publican. The publican beat his chest and said, God, have mercy on me, my Lord, a sinner. Recognition of who we are and what we are. Pride always comes before a fall. Call on his name today. And the Bible says you shall be saved. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, what you've done, what you're going to do. For the souls you're going to save, for the illnesses you're going to heal. The many today, God, Lord, are hurting sickness and disease, Lord, in their bodies. And we ask you, Lord, that you bring miracles into these individuals' lives. Show, Lord, who you are and what you are through the lives. Lord, bring a miracle. Heal their bodies, Father. Lord, change, change the reports. For we will believe the report of the Lord. And your report says we're healed and saved and delivered and set free. Choose you this day. Who are you going to serve? Who are we going to believe? We believe you today above every word spoken. That your word will never, ever fall to the ground, but always will accomplish that which you sent it to do and not come back void. Lord, heal those chronic illnesses, Lord. Touch those minds today. Break addictions today. Perversion off of people's lives. As they call on your precious name, knowing today it's all in you. And we'll never, give, we'll never fail to give you honor and praise. <clears throat> in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Next time, we'll be starting in Revelation chapter 20. So if you want to read ahead, I suggest that you read ahead and study yourself. Take that challenge we talked about in the book of Acts, chapter what, 17. That made sure that what the word was being spouted on was the word of God. Till next time, God bless. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.